Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. All right, everybody, welcome to the Paul Pocky Podcast Emergency Edition here on the Paul Pocky Podcast because, yeah, Ray Ferraro and I recorded a podcast earlier today, two hours after a massive coaching swap in the NHL. Uh, uh, it's, it's incredible what happened went down. Claude Julien, who was let go from Boston uh, only a few days ago, resurfaced in Montreal, back replacing Michel Therrien, who was there the first time. Um, so right after the Islander Leaf game, I knew I had to try to get Ray on the phone, and uh, and he joins us. Uh, what's up, Ray? How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm not as happy as you as your Leafs just come off a 7-1 win, and oh, uh, they look they look pretty darn good. Two goals for Austin Matthews. Anderson was awesome in goal mm-hmm. and um it turned into one of those nights for the leafs where they had a whole bunch of fun and uh throw seven on the board now they go to columbus and uh try to win back-to-back games tomorrow night yeah it, the game was tight for you know a period and a period in a bit and then it just kind of they slowly took over and that penalty shot call was just terrible I'm sorry. It was, it was not a great call. It was a bad call, <laughs> and it shouldn't have. Been, I don't think it was even a penalty, but no. they call a penalty shot. Chimera ends up scoring, and then the Leafs take a penalty right after uh, another yeah. kind of soft call, and um, that was a big moment in the game. But they killed the penalty, and then mm-hmm. threw got you know and got four on four on the board in the third period, and ran and ran away with it. I uh, and I got the uh, I got the TSN feed denied down here in the U.S. Didn't get the Islander feed. No, I so. hope I hope you didn't mute it. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the color guy at all. But anyways, um, yeah. speaking of which, are you with Gord Miller? Is he hearing a one-way conversation right now? No, oh, no, okay. I'm in the cab back to the hotel. <laughs> he he lives here, so he's going home. All right. Okay. So thanks for doing this. Uh, our listeners definitely want to get your take on this. It is amazing that this is the second time it happened with these two coaches. Um, I, that was like that slipped my mind at first, and then I was like reading more about it. And I'm like, whoa. Um, what'd you think? Well, you know, it's funny. I was doing a, a, a radio hit in Montreal this afternoon, and as I was coming into the rink when, you know, the hit was going to be in like 10 minutes, I, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of thinking, well, I'm sure they're going to talk about the coach because the Canadians are on their bye week. And so I, I was having this conversation with myself, and, mm-hmm. you know, gee, would they, would they do it now? Would they fire the coach now because they got four or five days to get organized? Mm-hmm. Or would they let him come back? And what if he wins a game? or two right away out of the break. Do they say, okay, that now we'll let it go for a little bit. And I came to the conclusion that, you know, it, it makes sense to do it now. I just don't know that they would pull the plug. Then I walked into the rink, got a couple of beeps on my phone, and <laughs> there's an email that the coaching change had been made. So, I'm, you know, I don't think if Julian wasn't available, like if Julian wasn't available, right. I don't think they would make would have made the switch right now. I think they might have stayed stayed the course and hope that things turn around but mm-hmm. it was pretty clear things for a while here in Montreal haven't been right they've lived off that 13-1-1 start 
Um, you know, Carey Price has given up three goals or more in 13 of his last 18 games. They don't score. Um, they seem to be out of answers. And with Julian sitting there, Mark Bergevin got to know him with with Team Canada at the mm-hmm. World Cup. So there was some comfort. And, you know, they hired a very good coach. And so there's, you know, in Montreal, you can imagine things are just through the roof there. Uh, the panic threshold is yeah. extremely high right now. So uh, Claude Julian would be a very popular choice to to come in for the second time and coach the Canadians. Now, Mark Bergevin has come out and said, hey, this is our guy. I mean, it's not. It's only the 800,000th time that the coach has got a, you know, a vote of confidence that didn't been gassed, but he's, a, he's sort of a deliberate guy. I, I, I really felt like he meant it. I really felt like when he said that, look, that's not something we're looking at. It, it, you know, I guess, like you said, if it was anybody but Julian, no way he does well, this. Well, I, I think they were, you know, Steve, I think they were, they're probably really concerned with the way they went into the break. You know, mm-hmm. they lost in Boston four nothing, and really didn't show a whole lot of fight or heart. And and then after the game, Carey Price, um, you know, in his interview, his post game interview, said, you know, we look like a team that's lost our identity. And if your leader of your team, which mm-hmm. Price is, says that, I mean, for me, that sets off alarm bells all over the place. And so uh, Sunday night, the uh, the Canadians asked the Bruins if they could have permission to speak to Julian, and and today, less than 48 hours later, he's the head coach. So things moved pretty quickly, and I mm-hmm. I don't know that there was any grand plan prior to that. Um, obviously, after the loss in Boston, they had uh, had some meetings and decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead with this and see if we can get Julian signed. And uh, the Canadian players knew this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the news was. You know, wasn't released until later today, and so now Julian has got a couple of days to to get his staff and he on the same page um, to to make sure they're speaking the same language to the team, so they can be as cohesive as possible when they come out of the break. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I don't think this is it for Montreal. I mean, this is a huge move. I don't know that Mark Bergevin has you know, many bullets left in, in the chamber. You know, he traded P.K. Subban, Subban for Shea Weber. He added Andrew Shaw last year. Um, you know, this is going to be a different team this year. Now they fire the coach. But I still think there's at least one, maybe two moves that the Canadians make before the deadline. Any um, any surprise at all that Boston gave permission? I mean, Julian's still under contract. Any surprise at all that Boston uh, gave permission? Not for me. I no. mean, I, that would be an incredibly jerkish thing to do, if that's a word. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it is, but you're you right. Know, yeah. yeah. You know, if, if you know, here's a guy that has given you 10 years, has done a terrific job, has won a Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. and another organization asks if they can hire him. And you've just fired him. Like, yeah, why yeah. would you prevent him from working anywhere else? It's not like he's done anything but do right. his best for you and brought a lot of success mm-hmm. to your to your organization. So you decided to fire him. You've got a team that's now willing to talk to him. Now they hire him. Boston's off the hook financially. Yep. I think you have to let him go. And if you don't, uh, I think you come off as very petty. Um, I didn't read this one way or another. Assistants on the bench in, in Montreal stay the same? They do stay the same. Uh, as far as I understand, uh, J.J. Daniel and um, – uh, Kirk Muller will will mm-hmm. stay as assistants, and so Julian, I think, will lean on those guys to get some input as to how they're being, how the players are being used, what the 
what the schemes and systems are, although Julian would know the Canadians fairly well Pretty because good, yeah. you've scouted them and you know and you, and you know their systems anyway. But then Julian's going to have to get to those guys and say, okay, this is what I'm looking to do. When Price says he doesn't know what their identity is, I think the Canadians, if they're all at all in the gray area, mm-hmm. they're going to find out in a hurry. This is a a coach that likes to coach from the defense out, yep. uh, from his goalie through his defense up to the forwards. And so the identity of the Canadians, I think, will be formed rather quickly. Now we'll just see if they have the personnel to to get the ship back on track. Is this, uh, and you, you mentioned other moves, something that's been rumored about is Galchenyuk. Um, do you see something going on there? Well, um, I, don't, I don't know exactly about Galchenyuk. If it is Galchenyuk, you know, if they're going to move him, you know that is a really big deal. Yeah. Like yeah, that's not great. just a one for one. There's gonna be there'll be multiple parts and players involved if, if Galchenyuk is involved. If it's not Galchenyuk, I still think they have to add a defenseman and they have to add another sentiment, another forward. Mm-hmm. And if they if they can, it's gonna cost them maybe a first round pick this year at least. Um, but I still think that they would go down that road where they haven't gone down in the past. Yeah, interesting. I, I I don't know why Galchenyuk's name is out there. Uh, he's a, thirty goals last year, and he's a great player. He's he's still young, but somehow the media has been throwing him out there as a guy that could be moving. Well, if you know? if it is out there, though, Steve, you know that the return yeah. is going to be significant. You know, you're you're not trying to nibble around the edges of your roster mm-hmm. if that's the deal that you're making. Right. And uh, what's next for Tarion? Is he? Uh, you think he's one of the more sought-after coaches? Will he fall in line after Gerard Gallant and uh, and some of these other guys, or do you think he rebounds? Well, see, I don't, I don't, I don't sense any any buzz or immediacy mm-hmm. to Michelle Terrian as there was for, for Julian or Hitchcock or Gallant. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that when they were let go, even Jack Capuano, that you had the sense that those guys were going to get interviews quick. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't have that sense right now about Terrian. Hmm. Interesting. Well, the defensive play should pick up in in Montreal, uh, ASAP. Well, you, you would think you would think so, but do they have the personnel to do it? Yeah, that's going to be the question. We'll find out in the next two weeks. And if they add a defenseman, or if they add two defensemen, then you'll know the answer is no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, cool. Right. Uh, thanks for taking the time for this emergency podcast. This is a big deal. This is big news. Um, it's huge news. To, yeah. for, first of all, for Julian to be rehired but then to go to back to montreal from right Boston is, right i mean that's a that's a big story yeah and we're on it yeah absolutely uh, awesome uh thanks for the time good job on the game tonight go leafs go and uh and uh, we appreciate it thanks right yeah that's your call go leafs go <laughs> all right see ya later on see ya